Hello and welcome. This is a podcast explaining Ukraine by ukraineworld.org. We continue our podcast about the war which Russia began against Ukraine. This series is brought to you by Internews Ukraine and Ukraine Crisis Media Center, two Ukrainian media NGOs. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. I'm editor-in-chief of ukraineworld.org, analytics director at Internews Ukraine. We're making this podcast with Tetyana Oharkova in charge of international outreach at Ukraine Crisis Media Center. Hello, Tanya. Hello. So before we start, let me remind you that you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash ukraineworld. So we are in the fifth day of sixth Russian... Day. Sixth day. Already, yeah. Yeah, of Russian invasion of Ukraine. And we were uh, woke up today with uh, horrible news about the attack in Kharkiv downtown. The, yeah. the rocket just uh, hit the central square. We were receiving testimonies from our friends from Kharkiv who were saying that they spent night, night in the uh, in the underground. And uh, the most important about is this attack is that this attack was against the center of the city, the square of liberty, which we know. I remember being on this square. This is the very center of the city. And uh, this is inhumane. This is really um, terrific thing. And uh, President Zelensky shortly after this attack said that after this attack, we should consider Russia as a uh, terroristic state because it looks like a terroristic attack against Ukraine because there is no military objects uh, objects at this pla- very place. And there, is a, this, there was a high risk of civilians injured and really there were... S- civilians killed and injured severely because we have seen on the footage on the on the video that there were just cars passing by and uh well it's 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 very hard to imagine that somebody survived let's let's underline the important thing when putin says that he is uh trying to defend russian-speaking people and the russian-speaking population and when he is at he attacks kharkiv for during many days already with grads yesterday and with these rocket missiles as today more in the morning he eases away, he protects Russian-speaking people. What reaction is he expecting? This is a question, because uh, we know that people in Kharkiv some 10 years ago, let's remember, let's recall this. I I do remember 10 years ago, in Kharkiv you had quite a lot of links with Russia, because uh, families, because there were a lot of people speaking Russian, and I would say that this Ukrainian-speaking community and Ukrainian settled community was maybe minority. Today, after this, uh, things changed over the years, uh, explicitly after Maidan times, after all the efforts, of, a lot of people understood what it was going uh, before. But I imagine that now when they are shelling Kharkiv with Grads, anybody, I, everybody is, is frightened. And I think there is no single person in Kharkiv who would be for pro-Putin at this very stage. You cannot do that. I cannot imagine. Exactly. And we have seen yesterday the shelling of Grad against residential buildings. And there are <clears throat> many footages, many videos that we, for example, shared at Ukraine World, and y- you can find them a lot in English-speaking Twitter. So basically, imagine you are in the residential house, like of nine floors, and suddenly you just shell with, shelled with Grads. And... Uh, and th- there are no military, they are just civilians. And this is not just one rocket. This is a, a series, tens, do- dozens, dozens of rockets. And of course, uh, 
many people died and uh, and and were injured. And hosp- hospitals um, are operating in the underground as well, in the basements. In fact, in fact, so this is a major risk for population. I, it, it shows for me that uh, Putin is crazy. This is incredible. So this is not the way. But at the same time, what we received at the information in the morning is that, according to American intelligence, Putin is in despair. I don't know how they know that, but uh, they say that Putin is in despair. And such acts might be the proof that he is going to to attack even more severely, even more aggressively, because he just has nothing to do. So the, the question is, if, for example, one week ago we could imagine a way for Putin to get out of the game by, um, safe in the face. Say, for example, he recognizes republics in Donetsk and Lugansk. It was a way for him to save his face and to justify w- what his troops were doing on the border for many months. Well, there would be people saying that, okay, you, it's just a small thing for such a big army like that. But today, the thing I find uh, explicitly preoccupying is about that I see no way for Putin to save his face. That's the, of course, the of course biggest he... problem because he has all the sanctions. He is isolation of Russia on all levels, uh, diplomatic uh, sports. Uh, I don't know what exactly. Uh, diplomacy, everything is ev- everything in civilized world, civilized world is against him. And a population will will suffer. His population will suffer. The people cannot go abroad by plane because air is closed. They will suffer, and uh, and he's not successful on the ground in Ukraine. He's really not. He 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 brings a lot of damages. He brings death here, but he is not so successful as he expected to be. And I'm personally very much preoccupied and very much afraid even by the fact that. I see no, no realistic way for him to get out of the game. Exactly, not only for him, but also for for people in his entourage, because he kind of uh, linked them with blood. Yeah, and, and Lukashenko. Uh, let's talk about Lukashenko. Uh, he linked them with blood, and uh, as if everybody's complices, right? Everybody, everybody is in the team of people who just made this crime together. Uh, today we have seen uh, Mr. Lavrov, the foreign minister, uh, talking to UN General Assembly, and uh, we have seen diplomats massively leaving the uh, uh, the UN diplomats massively leaving this meeting. And uh, but he was saying that look that uh, this military operation is aiming at saving people, demilitarization and denazification. And this is just incredible lies, just horrible lies that all the world already knows, all, re- all all the world already sees. Because how you can save people if you if you are killing children, how you can denazify is if basically the uh, the the tactics you are using is basically the tactics of the Nazis, just killing the civilians without any any difference, you know, and shelling the civilians. This is what is going Let's on. Let's talk about good news. Good news is that according to American intelligence, once again, the arsenal of missiles, they already used uh, 
up to maybe 60 or 70 percent of their missiles. If that's true, we cannot verify it really because we have no access to this military data. But uh, if they say that, if we, we trust this information, it means that they cannot, this terrible attacks cannot last for many days because uh, because one day they will be over. So it will be over. And they have no uh, logistics, uh, I imagine, no logistics and no economical um, possibility to create new missiles in such a short time. It will take time. So maybe it's good news for us because we were uh, arguing for, for many days already that Ukraine needs... We, we need this close, this protected sky. Uh, we received uh, many answers saying that this would be impossible because it means that um, NATO or American uh, weapons will be uh, fighting against Russian airplanes or missiles. And it would mean, in fact, that NATO or United States are in war with Russia and it could uh, escalate once again the situation. So we accept this argument. We understand it. But um, uh, meanwhile, we really need this st to stop uh, because it is not a war. It looks uh, much more like terroristic attacks, um, which repeat every day. And you never know really where uh, it could happen. We receive messages from our friends in the west of the country, in many different cities and small small towns, and they say that they have uh, air alerts regularly as well. It means that there is something happening in the sky there. And... Uh, Really, you have no place to go in a way because on the Ukrainian territory, civilians are always at risk. And this is something incredible and inhuman. It's something difficult to imagine. Exactly. We are in a total war because you, you cannot really find a place in Ukraine where, where, when you feel, where you feel safe. Uh, you can be safe in the Kiev downtown, but not in the Kiev suburbs. Or the other day, you can be safe in Kiev suburbs and not, not in the Kiev downtown. But what Ukraine needs really, and, and this assistance, as far as we see, is approaching, is bigger capacities in the skies, bigger capacities to uh, down these airplanes, Russian airplanes, Russian helicopters, Russian missiles, uh, air defense force, air defense capacities. This is what Ukraine really needs, because uh, we see how Ukraine's sky, Ukraine air, is almost defenseless and we see air raids you know every day every every night every night we see uh, we hear the announcements of of uh, of air raids and uh, yeah this is of course something that pushes people to live in the underground in the bomb bomb shelters and it uh, also leave the country or leave the country exactly but uh, let's talk about what we have seen in kiev because we are still in Kiev, and yesterday we moved across the city, we see Kiev very firm, uh, being very prepared. We crossed uh, several checkpoints, uh, people have prepared very well, so tanks cannot just easily enter the city because the, the roads are really blocked, and uh, people are there waiting for Russian tanks. We see also a big, big column of uh, Russian vehicles, uh, some sources say that it is over 60 kilometers long column in the, in the north, north, uh, east or northwest. I, I didn't remember exactly. But Kiev is, is really prepared. So we see also the testimony of some military experts, American military experts, saying that, admitting that Ukrainians, Ukrainian resistance was remarkable. 
uh, astonished many people, was heroic and is heroic. But that can all, all also mean that Putin indeed will uh, will use some tools that are absolutely crazy, you know. And th- therefore, we we can expect the the horrible possible scenario like massive bombing of Kiev, for example, which was not still the case because uh, the bombing was there, but it was it was uh, not massive. Yeah, it, it was still not massive. Yeah, but at the same time. Uh, we need time, and uh, I, I get that Ukrainian army is preparing. Let's talk about Kiev yesterday. Yes, uh, um, it is controlled. The city is controlled by Ukrainian army and by territorial defense. This is very uh, concentrated, and uh, almost no people on roads and in the streets. A lot of lines uh, for shops, so people are making lines for to, to buy food or to buy medicaments, medicine uh, near the pharmacies. Um, Almost impossible to buy uh, petrol. Yeah, this is a shortage, a remarkable shortage of petrol. So you cannot do that like an individual, only for territorial defense or for some strategic um, services. That's the reality we live in, in fact. Um, well, what else? Um, what else? There was, uh, we we went to Browary, for example, Kiev suburb. And there was a, <coughs> after we left, there was a huge attack. And you can also see it on our Twitter, just a huge explosion of uh, air defense uh, air defense unit in, in Brovary. And, and it's just like that. You, you, you don't expect anything and then, bah, and that is a huge explosion. You see it all across the city. And we took this road just uh, a couple of hours before that, uh, that very moment. Yeah, um, six uh, wounded and no killed reported, if I am not mistaken. But the sound was terrific. It was heard everywhere in Kiev, and also the the fire was uh, noticed, could be noticed from any part of Kiev. So this is something incredible, really. Um, what else can we can we tell now? Well, there are there are data. Ukraine um, publishes every day. It publishes data of Russian losses. Uh, this is Ukrainian data, of course, but uh, we announced them as they are. So Ukraine announces that it downed 29 airplanes, 29 helicopters, 198 tanks, 846 armored vehicles, 77 artillery pieces, one book missile launcher, grad, uh, 24 grad missile launchers, 305 cars, 60 fuel tanks, uh, two ships or boats, seven anti-aircraft warfare, and over 5,700 personnel. And we see indeed lots of videos of, of Russian soldiers demoralized, absolutely demoralized. Russian soldiers kept captured by Ukrainians. There is even a hotline created by Ukraine for, for Russian mothers to call. There is an, even a website, website immediately blocked by the Russians. So Russians... Don't let any information, any true information about the war sneak into into Russian information space. They're really afraid of it. And we had a f- very funny um, story with our Ukraine World Twitter. We are basically uh, tweeting in English. You can follow us on Twitter. We have now o- over 70,000 um, 70, followers. Uh, and we just published, I think we published about six or 7,000 tweets um, uh, and we published only one in Russian and uh, calling Russian citizens to go on streets and protest against the war. 
and we received immediately like the next day mm. the letter for, 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 from Twitter which received a complaint from Roskomnadzor the Russian so-called regulator that uh, it violates Russian legislation and we have been blocked from Russia so this is how Russians are afraid of information they understand that this is truth you know let's discuss two more things uh, in diplomatic aspect of this war first thing the negotiations which took place yesterday a lot of uh, media a lot of uh, people living abroad were asking what what was your hope for this negotiation it was negotiation between the russian part and ukrainian part and uh, ukrainian delegation um, was represented by our minister of defense reznikov uh, david arahamia presented the parliament and a lot of other people And, um, Arhami is, is the chief of faction of, uh, of uh, uh, servant of the people, people in the party. Yeah. Yes. Um, many people in the delegation. And so this is a question about diplomacy during the war. And uh, we would say, I don't know if you agree, I think you would you would agree with me if I say that there were not a lot of hope for that negotiation, but surely enough you should negotiate after the war during the war why not just to clarify the position the interesting thing about these negoci- negotiations was no result so so delegations were were coming back to their capitals just to uh, to prepare the second round of that but the negotiations started lasted for uh, five hours if i'm not mistaken it lasted for a long time so there were some real things said during that we can presume right And uh, according to information we received from Ukraine, Ukrainian side, Ukrainian media, it was that there were no consensus about about so-called republics DNR and LNR and their their borders. So it could mean I can only we can only presume we just don't know, but we can only presume that maybe uh, Russian side was trying to negotiate like so we are taking away our troops so we leave you alone but we want uh, LNR and DNR um, in their borders according to their so-called constitutions maybe maybe they want that just because. When I was saying that Putin has no way to save the face, you know, uh, maybe it could be kind of kind of um, kind of compromise for him. Just look, we conquered the whole regions of Donbass and Lugansk, uh, Donetsk and Lugansk. So we are bankers in this war. Uh, this is about protecting, I don't know, Russian speaking people, something like that. Maybe it was his position. But uh, Ukrainians, at least Ukrainian side, communicating that this is not, this was uh, against that. And um, when Putin is communicating about neutral st- status and all this bullshit, I think that this is unacceptable for Ukraine because we all know what uh, how it happens when we are we have no security guarantees from our allies or our partners. We witnessed that in uh, 2014 when Crimea was annexed. So I think that there is no compromise here. And but but maybe it's a, what do you think about these negotiations? You? Well, uh, the interesting part of it is who represented Ukraine. So Ukraine was represented by ethnically by two ethnic Ukrainians, one ethnic Georgian, Arachamia, one ethnic uh, Crimean Tatar, one ethnic Jew, and one ethnic Russian. So remarkably, this is the composition of a truly Nazi state, you know, Nazi regime, as, as Mr. Putin is saying. So 
just to understand, the real Nazism, the real fascism right now is Russia, and therefore it, it tries to persuade all the world that Ukraine are Nazis. And hopefully, I really hope that nobody believes in them anymore. But of course, Ukraine would not agree, you know, uh, after this war to have so-called DNR and LNR in their borders of Donetsk uh, and Luhansk administrative regions. Why? Because currently they control only one-third of, of these oblasts. And this will this will mean that Ukraine cedes its territory. And after all the suffering... It's of also it's, a historical not... chance, at least is a point which is discussed inside Ukraine. Uh, and let's mention it, that maybe it's a historical moment to liberate Crimea as well for us. It seems irrealistic at that very point because a Russian army is progressing from south with relative success. But maybe uh, it's a historical chance. What do you think? Well, if if Ukrainian victory will cause the collapse of the Putinist regime, of course it is possible. Yeah. What uh, what other news? We see all those news when Ukrainians just capture... Um, Russian armed vehicles, or when tanks, Russian tanks, has just left uh, without, without care, and Ukrainians, even Ukrainian peasants, just get them. But some sometimes you can find hilarious vehicles, uh, hilarious videos, like uh, a Ukrainian peasant on a tractor, you know, and uh, uh, just taking one of the missiles launch uh, launch system. Uh, this is this is so funny how and 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 so many um, stories of saying Russian missile go fuck yourself yeah and like uh, unarmed Ukrainians who are going on streets and for example in in Kupiansk in Kharkiv region which was the mayor of Kupiansk uh, just <clears throat> handed it to the Russians but but many people you know, came and protested in, in Berdyansk, for example, near Mariupol, which was taken by the Russians, and they just took the perimeter over over the administrative building, but then you see the huge manifestation of Ukrainians, and apparently they left, uh, the Russians left. So what Russians are going to do with, and these are Mariupol, Kupiansk, I mean, all these Russian-speaking regions. Close which, to Russia. Close yeah. to Russia, in which you have, you see this fierce opposition how how if 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 they imagine they will conquer ukraine which is uh, we are sure will never happen how do they imagine they're ruling this country with the where controlling, yeah and where, keeping control over the yeah, country yeah where everybody hates you just everybody hates you maybe the last uh, the last important news that we will discuss today is about uh, uh, president zelensky addressing um, uh, European Parliament, yeah, European Parliament today. This is all about this diplomatic step, very important in our eyes, and we receive a lot of questions about that. So the, uh, Ukraine is now demanding um, uh, a membership or official status of a country demanding a membership in the European Union. And it's applied yesterday. It's, it's it appli officially applied, applied for EU for membership. membership. Yeah. And today Zelensky is making this uh, address, a speech, uh, very. Uh, strong speech, I would say. The main idea was that um, Ukraine has already proven its choice for Europe. That's now time for Europe to prove that Europe cho chooses Ukraine as a partner and that with Ukraine you'll be stronger. And I think that this is a very powerful message and this is the right historical moment to make this message in these dramatic um, circumstances, surely. Um, what do you think will happen next? Well, I think that Ukrainians are showing that they are not only 
uh, you know, complying with European standards, but they also introduce some new energy into Europe. And, and we see how Europe is reacting. Finally, it's, it's waking up, even Germany, even France, and, in, and consolidating. So interestingly enough, all those so, so-called oppositioners in, in Europe, like Hungary, like two, two hours ago, we see the news that Hungary supports an initiative there were eight european union leaders uh who um, yeah, who said you should start membership talks with ukraine and hungary supported it mm-hmm. so we see that even hungary which is always considered as probably the most or oh, mr orban is is the mm-hmm. most pro russian uh, political Russia, leader Putin, yeah. political leader in the european union even hungary supports uh, such But a look, move uh, Look, let's imagine it happens. I don't know when, tomorrow maybe, so you cannot imagine such a, such a speedy normal ob- uh, circumstances, but today everything is possible, what we see, everything is possible. So imagine uh, Ukraine be- is becoming, I don't know if it's becoming a member of European Union in coming weeks, coming. What can it, how, how, can it, how can this fact help us today? Well, I'm not sure that this will happen in coming weeks, knowing the pace of the EU, which takes these negotiations for, for no, years no and, and sometimes years. for decades. But this is a very uh, important symbolic movement uh, anyway. But let's see how, for example, the European Commission now reacts, Ursula von der Leyen, who is a German, how, how she reacts, how Germany reacts to all these things how France is reacting. France today said about the economic war with Russia. Total economic, something like total economic war against Russia. Yeah, Russia. And, and Medvedev, Mr. Medvedev, the former Russian president, said that usually economic wars lead to real wars. So we, we see for the repeatedly that Russia is threatening with war to do with the West. But um, I think we, we crossed so many points of no return really yeah. and from you from Russia from Ukraine because Ukraine will fight for, for until the end and um, and uh, already the west and by the way it seems that uh, European Union is now reacting more strongly than the United States it seems to me on the political level yeah but yeah yeah but the united states are still very important on the military on the military supplies too too and uh, you know for putin let's be uh, careful here putin um, before the conflict started we do remember putin wanting to negotiate directly with nato and with mr biden and remember all these diplomatic um, tours of many political leaders from europe like emmanuel macron and Olaf Scholz coming to Russia and we all know the result because there were yeah there was maybe time time um, gain for for Ukraine but in fact in the result Putin invaded attacked Ukraine Ukraine is under attack yes but Russia. here Ukraine is helping the EU because uh, suddenly EU uh, sees that uh, its leaders has have teeth Ursula mm-hmm. von der Leyen or Um, Mr. Josep Borrell, the key of European diplomacy. So in a way, Ukraine is now helping the EU to regain strength, mm-hmm. which is very, very interesting. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope that this solidarity coming from Europe, coming from the United States, from Canada, because can also introduce sanctions, very severe sanctions against Russia, and Ukrainian courage, and Ukrainian courage of our army, of our territorial defense, of our men and women who are in all these networks of solidarity, people fighting on the informational front as well, uh, that 
this will bring victory for everybody because there is only possible way to stop this scenario is to win uh, to win uh, to put down Russia this horrific uh, empire this horrific regime i mean i'm speaking about regime in russia today and then to demilitarize russia maybe d- d- maybe denuclearize nuclearize <laughs> how you say that i don't know how to say that yeah, and, 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 and we, maybe and then we can imagine you beginning uh, with russia but it is what is uh, what is the point of no return for russia is that it will last for centuries from now nobody nobody will be able to forget for men, for centuries how they attacked their neighbor for no reason Exactly, and yeah. and Russians are, you know, and the image of Russia is lost for I for centuries. Already. Yeah, nobody, no, nobody will care about Tolstoy Dostoevsky's Russian ballet yeah. anymore because under these circumstances, Russians have been building their image on on the image that, look, we <clears throat> we saved Europe from horrible figures like Hitler or from Napoleon because and we have in, great literature. In, in, in the 19th century from Napoleon for many people in Europe Napoleon was a horrific figure but now they are attacking they're mm-hmm. not defending anymore well they never actually defended uh, it was always kind of a attacking wars but but this is what ha- what's what's happening now what else should we say that Russia is really is being isolated it's just kick being kicked off of you know football Uh, hockey, uh, culture, um, s- song contests, skating, all, all these kind uh, of things. It is which today also the news that Russia is being cut from SWIFT. We see that uh, Russia, <coughs> Russia is reacting. How Russia is reacting on its business? It's saying that 80% of all uh, currency income should be brought. I mean, should be given to the Russian state, and this is just slavery. Like, imagine you're a businessman who trades abroad, and you just have to handle eighty percent of your dollars, for example, that you earned to Russian state. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And uh, we see long curves uh, on on uh, in Russia for for taking money from the uh, from the banks, um, and we see <coughs> the historical low of Russian ruble. So we see really the. We we see that Russia is is actually a weak state, very dependent on the West, very dependent on the international economy. The only thing they have is probably weapons, but uh, Ukrainians will show and are showing that Russian army is not that strong as it seems. But, uh, to end our story, which is also say that Belarus is entering also the conflict, unfortunately, on the on the Russian side. And um, we'll see what happens. This is predictable, unfortunately. From the during the last year, Belarus is under this uh, cruel Lukashenko regime. She repressed all kind of manifestation against she illegally elected, and all that thing. So he supported by Putin quite two um, two regimes, and maybe Lukashenko had no choice. But uh, still, I have a little bit hope here because I guess that. Uh, Lukashenko, he controls his uh, special services and all these cruelties, etc., etc. Et but I'm not that very much sure that he controls Belarusian soldiers. Let's hope. Let's, Let's hope, hope that Belarusian that. soldiers will actually join the fight against yeah. Russian soldiers on the side of Ukrainian army. But what is more important, what we are confident about, that Ukraine will mean the end for both Putin and Lukashenko. All both this regime will collapse because of Ukraine. 
the real question is the price. What price should we pay for that? And uh, the the price can be horrible. But let's let's hope that let's hope for the best. Of course, um, we will end our podcast on this moment. This was a podcast explaining Ukraine by UkraineWorld.org. This is our series about the war which Russia started against Ukraine, the horrible terroristic war. This series is brought to you by Internews Ukraine and Ukraine Crisis Media Center. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. I'm joined by Tetyana Ogarkova from Ukraine Crisis Media Center. You can support us on patreon.com slash ukraineworld. And stay with us and let's hope we will soon have peace and collapse of these horrible regimes of Putin and Lukashenko.